and welcome. My name is Gary and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. Uh, if you're wondering why it's a different voice uh, launching the, the show this week, uh, Duncan was so excited by news of the Arteta revolution and Mustafi's new haircuts that he's gone to the Emirates today, so he's not available. Uh, and Andy, of course, is preparing for his impending move to Japan. He's booked on an intensive three-week uh, tidying up and organising course with Marie Kondo. Um, so he'll be too busy uh, <laughs> planning how to use his wild card uh, more effectively in the future. Um, but enough of who we don't have. Uh, joining us today from deep inside the heart of Silicon Valley, with all the numbers, algorithms and data at his fingertips, say hello, Ben. Hello. And from London... Uh, the podcast owns Spreadsheet Phil with dour, pragmatic advice <laughs> of all the assets and the cost-benefits analysis. Uh, it's Matt. Hello. Hello, all, all, hello, all of you. So then, we'll, we'll start with a football moment of the week. Uh, ben, would you like to say what, what your football moment is? Yeah, my football moment uh, was a fun one, was Pepe Reina's performance this weekend. I, I don't know if you guys managed to see any of the highlights. Uh, Pepe Reina used to be uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the world for Liverpool, but now in his the end of his uh, career is, is playing at Aston Villa. And he had an absolute shocker um, this weekend. He There were multiple times he tried to kind of clear the ball straight to um, attackers, putting his team under pressure. Uh, there was one moment where he rushed out of his goal and completely missed it. Um, but my favourite was um, towards the end of the game, it's still 1-0 to Southampton. He goes up for a corner um, and Southampton clear it. And normally when this happens, you know, your your goalie like is sprinting back to his goal because he's come back of a corner. But Pepe Reina, doesn't, he's like just jogging back. Uh, doesn't even like bother. And then Southampton uh, score their second. So I thought, a really terrible football performance for Pepperina was my uh, football moment of this week. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. I, I don't think he even burst into kind of old man trying to catch a bus sort of jog, did he? He just kind of ambled. Um, he, he reached about the halfway line when they when um, they scored, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know if it was um, old age or he just doesn't give a shit about Villa. But I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny. Okay, Matt, what was your football moment of the week? Well, I guess um, using your, your caricature of me as Mr. Boring Cost-Benefit Analysis, all about efficiency, I thought I'd um, do a quick shout-out to Atletico Madrid's performance against Liverpool. It's, uh, it's been a rare sight to see uh, Liverpool lose these days. Where it was very satisfying to see them finally lose. Um, and it was like the old-school defensive football of Atletico Madrid that, We've all sort of forgotten about in recent years, but like it turns out, if you play really, really defensively and solidly, then um, you can still eke out eke out victories on the, the top top stage. Yeah, and they, I thought that I mean they they basically restricted Liverpool to very few chances, didn't they? Yeah, they said they play like an away team at home, um, but yeah, a one nil lead is pretty handy um, going to that next leg. There's I mean, it looks like Tottenham are struggling. So, but yeah, champions, champions Liverpool and the finalist Tottenham potentially could both go out um, before we get to the the, the, yeah, the final rounds. I thought I thought it was interesting as well that Klopp 
I think he kind of resigned himself to a one nil defeat. He, I, th- I think he kind of maybe even took the view that they were there was a high risk of them losing two nil. That like maybe Mane was getting sent off, so he subbed him off at half time. He brought off Salah with fifteen minutes to go. It was like he um, had just decided that yeah, it, I, probably one nil is better is better than if we lose two nil, we could be in real trouble. So. He's hope he's relying on the Anfield kind of raw to get him back into it. Yeah, definitely. It felt like yeah, like uh, oh, I'll, I'll rotate my squad in this game because I think I can save it for the next one. So there's a lot of reliance on the fact that they can steamroll him at Anfield, and maybe just thought that Atletico's tactics for this game meant that they hadn't really quite got the plan. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think um, that it'll be great to see Liverpool tested, really, because it's it's such a procession at the moment in the Premier League. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that second leg as well. Mm. Um, and just to round it off, my my football moment. I'm I'm going to go back a few weeks, but I um I haven't been on the pod for a few weeks because I've been moving to Chile. Uh, and a few weeks ago, I managed to see my first um, football match here in Chile. It was a match between. Universidad Católica, who are the champions, and the brilliantly named O'Higgins. Um, <laughs> O'Higgins? So, O'Higgins, yes. Um, which is from a city somewhere south of Santiago. Um, the, ge- the game was a cracker. There was, um, there was five goals. There was another goal disallowed for VAR. Yes, we do have VAR in Chile as well. There was a sending off for some violent play. Um, but I I didn't really focus on half of it. It was just because the Catholica fans were just going nuts behind the, the goal. They're kind of rioting against the police. Um, the, the police kind of waded in with their batons at one stage. And had, luckily I was in a different stand, so I wasn't caught up in the middle of it. But um, there are a lot of people out here very angry at the moment with um, the police. And a, a football fan died at a game a couple of days before this match. Uh, run over by like a riot police van so there was a lot of protests and banners about the the police but basically it it was surreal it was like there was this really entertaining football match going on but then there was like a riot happening in the stand behind the goal and I was kind of like should I be cheering that goal or should I be concerned that that the fans are ripping out benches from behind the goal and launching them at the police. Um, so, I, yeah, I do want to watch more football while I'm here in South America, but I'm, I'm hoping um, it'll be a little less eventful, at least off the pitch, the next time I go. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to see a passionate crowd, but sometimes it can get a little too passionate, I guess. Yeah, and it was it was nothing to do with the away fans. That, that's the thing in in England. Whenever there's any trouble, it's always the away fans. The away fans were close to me. They were just sat down, being quiet as anything. It was it was all about the the home fans and the police. Um, and I say it was quite a small group of people that were kind of wanting to do the protests. A lot of the fans were trying to ignore it or didn't want to be in that stand, so they just moved. But but the the two hundred or three hundred or so who were rioting were like determined to try and get the match called off they nearly succeeded um there was there was a match called off here a few weeks later um because a, a flare was thrown onto the pitch and one of the players got burnt um so it's not it's not a very happy place at the moment the the football in chile um but anyway it was i, I will try and watch some more football out here and um kind of get get a bit more of a taste for it I st- i'm still not sure if they're my team yet or if i need to need to find a different team hmm 
Okay, we'll, we'll move on to our FPL moments of the week then. And at this point, I'll give the usual disclaimer that we are recording this on the Sunday. And I think pretty much all our teams are, are triple stacked with Liverpool players. So we, we're waiting for, for Monday night for the final point totals. But um, Ben, Matt, you're both doing quite well this, uh, this week. So um, Matt, do you want to go first on this one? Yes, yeah, so um, I had quite a good game week last week, but um, it was all built around taking a four-point hit to get Son in. So hearing midweek that he was out for the season was a bit a bit, bit galling, really, and a bit annoying. So um, I can at least console myself that the transfer out uh, that I did was to get Fernandez in, Bruno Fernandez. Uh, and so he's rewarded me with a 14-point haul straight away. So that's been um, it's been very satisfying, both as a Man U fan, seeing... Uh, us have, have a good player on form and also as a, a fantasy owner because he's a bit of a differential for me and um, he's come in straight away so that's been a, a real treat for me and he's on pens yeah turns out he's on pens he was on, I saw the Chelsea game he was uh, he seems to be taking corners and free kicks as well he just seems to be quite involved he's, uh, he looks like a very good signing actually I'm, I'm really pleased yeah, and I think I saw something that he he'd scored twelve out of twelve pens previously, so he's a bit of a specialist there. So it's always good to have a, a penalty specialist. Yeah, yeah, he looks like the sort of um, he doesn't look like uh, some some of your midfielders where they're just basically just forwards like Salah, um, but playing in midfield or, or Martial for that matter. But he's just he's he's a, he is a definitely a midfielder, but he's sort of the box to box, really involved in play, which is pretty good for his bonus point tally as well. So um, he. I just think he might accumulate points. I don't think he's going to be getting hat-tricks or anything like that, but I think he might accumulate points quite regularly, which is uh, promising. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's very annoying, but well done, Matt. <laughs> uh, ben, what, what about you? What's your highlight of the week? Uh, so I got 37 points this week. Um, I think my highlight is managing to match Matt because... I think at this time yesterday, he, he looked like he was definitely catching up with me. Um, but uh, my man, Obama Yang, came through today with a, a brace and bonus. So um, that's helped me match Matt's score. Um, Two weeks running, you've like, re- <laughs> I've had such hope of like reeling Ben in. Like last week, you had two players left to play. And I think I had about 20 points on you. And then uh, Martial scores, followed by De Bruyne absolutely smashing it as your captain. And suddenly I, I lost, lost ground on you uh, out of your last two players. And then uh, this week, again, uh, all looking fairly good. Calvert-Lewin scores early for me. And then Aubameyang, brace, bonus points. Suddenly it's level pegging again. Yeah, and um, even though Leno was kind of a disaster for me today, he did stop Calvert-Lewin scoring yeah. more, more goals today. So like, I, I guess I should thank him there as well. Yeah, a double win. I, I've I've got um, Leno and Calvert Lewin, and it's always a bit a bit galling when you have two of your own players facing off in the same match. Um, so I'd, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's almost like you you lose either way. But um, yeah, I I, I felt um, that that yeah that Calvert Lewin um, kind of scored, but took took my clean sheet away. Um, and then Leno's there, making saves but denying his points. So it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a Bit of a tough one, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Calvin Lewin could have had a hat trick today. I, I watched the game, and he he definitely had a lot of chances. 
yeah, he seems quite involved. I, I was quite impressed with the bits I saw. Um, but yeah, just it was a shame because if he'd got that extra goal, then you you think maybe on for the bonus as well. But um, but alas, no, we're we're level pegging as always, which means you maintain your thirty point lead on me. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll maybe come on to Calvert-Lewin a bit on the fixtures preview as well, because there's a bit of a question now whether whether people stick with him for the fixtures. Um, my FPL moment of the week was um, my wife taking a sudden, unexpected interest in fantasy football. Um, I think she's kind of got more and more frustrated with the... Uh, amount of time that I spent <laughs> she suddenly she suddenly decided that she wanted to enter a team um oh, it's, and it's I, quite late but, in the season yeah it's quite late I've, I've started a new league for the two of us just just starting from this game week so we'll, we'll see how that goes but yeah I, be, I basically explained the, the the rules of picking the team the players with the most points um are kind of the ones that you want um and and she set about picking the team. So I, um, I can let you. I can give you the squad that she picked if you want. She, her goalkeepers were Dubravka and Gunn. Defense: Pereira, Tarkowski, Cabaselli, Robertson, Alonso. Midfield: Rice, Torreira, Salah, Mata, Cantwell. And forwards: Aguero, Ings, and Jesus. Um, so I thought it had the makings of a solid team. I didn't really offer any advice, but then I thought, oh, the one, the one bit of advice I thought I'd say, and obviously being <laughs> such an expert as as you all know that I am, is, oh, you, you, you've got Aguero as your third sub. It probably doesn't make sense to have such an expensive player as your third sub. Why, why not swap him for Alonso, who doesn't really play for Chelsea? put Alonso as third sub. Oh, no. So I managed to, <laughs> I managed to advise Aguero got a zero this week with his missed penalty and Alonso scored, so I got eight points. So the, the one bit of advice that I offered was was pretty catastrophic. <laughs> um, and thanks to my terrible advice, I'm, I'm beating her at the moment, so uh, we'll see. She can't help but be suspicious about your motives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, that that's. But I'll uh, I'll see who can um, who can have the bragging rights in the household as we go. I know I should mention that most most of her picks were quite sensible there. People like Salah and Aguero, but she's gone for Rice as captain because uh, she, she likes Rice. So <laughs> <I see. laughs> we'll see how that goes on Monday. It could be a masterstroke. Who knows? So not not the biggest football fan then. <laughs> uh, no, no, she's she's basically only ever seen Sheffield Wednesday play. So, oh God, so no, not really a football fan. <laughs> I can see why she's been turned off the game. <laughs> um, right then. So before we shoot into the fixture preview, I just thought we should maybe flag the the blank coming up next week. So the the four teams we won't be talking about are Manchester City, Arsenal, Sheffield United, and Aston Villa. Um, because they don't have a game next week. And I just wondered how everyone is planning to deal with this blank. Um, so maybe, Ben, first of all, I see you've got three. You've got De Bruyne, Aubameyang and Leno, who, who aren't going to be playing. What, what's your tactic for this week? Yeah, I've, I've been... Um, I think most managers have been keeping an eye on this, where hopefully you don't have you know, more than two or three players who are blanking. So I started preparing for it this week by getting, getting out my Sheffield United player. Um, Lundstrom looks like he's well and truly lost his first team place. So I replaced him with Joe Gomez this week. And 
I think next week, my my guess is I'll probably move out Leno for Patricio from Wolves. Um, I know they have a tough fixture against Tottenham, but then after that, um, they have a pretty good run. And then Leno, Arsenal's defense didn't look particularly <laughs> convincing today. So even though they do have also good fixtures, I, I think I do want a playing goalkeeper next week. And then that should give me enough to put out... Um, a four four two, so I think that's my plan. And then I think the two players I want to hang on to are Aubameyang and uh, De Bruyne, and I'm, I'm happy to bench them uh, that week. I also read that potentially there might be a Man City double game week coming up too. I'm not sure when. I think maybe in thirty one. Um, so I'm definitely keeping. I'm definitely keeping De Bruyne. Yeah, so you don't want to basically tear up your kind of successful team just for this one week. You're gonna keep keep your kind of big big guns on the bench. Yeah, that's my plan. And Matt, you seem to have kind of planned a bit for this already because you've only got two players, De Bruyne and Ender Stevens, who aren't playing this week. Yeah, I mean to say planned, I think is a, a maybe overegging it. I just didn't happen to have that many of those players, but I certainly. I was tempted by players like Obama Yang um, in the last week or so, but I thought I'll wait till after the blank uh, before getting them in and I'll focus on other players. So I've only got two, so it's not too much to really think about. Um, it means I've got to play Cantwell, but he, he sometimes pops up with a goal, so I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, no, and I've kind of got a double whammy here in that I've, I've actually got four. Um, so one of them, one of mine is Leno as well. So I, uh, I was actually I was actually thinking of the same move with Patricio, so I don't know if that changes things now. Ben's going to do it or or not, but um, yeah, I, I've got Leno and Mares. I think I'm probably going to get rid of, but I've also got the the problem that I've got players like Connolly and Williams who are really cheap but don't play all that often. Um, so it might be a bit of a struggle for my team to uh, to get um, eleven out on the field this week, but I will at least. Um, yeah, I think I, I've at least got two trans- two free transfers this week, and, and that's the other tactic. I guess it's a bit late now advising anyone to do this, but if you do have your two free transfers, uh, it's a very good chance to use them. Um, who knows? Maybe a four point hit thrown in there as well. Depends depends how it's looking. Um, right then, so shall we get into the the fixture previews? Uh, and we can have a look at what what games we can look out for this week. Um, so, Matt, if you'd like to go first with uh, Norwich versus Leicester, and I, I should remind everyone this is a this is a Friday night fixture, so um, watch out for that early early game week deadline. Yeah, so um, I mean Norwich just got tonked today, so um, they look like they're basically relegated, and maybe their heads are just starting to drop um, these days. Uh, Whereas Leicester on a bad run of form, but this this is the game that starts to mark their turnaround. And so, if you're if if like me, you've still got some of your Leicester assets back when they were like performing quite well, like Jamie Vardy and Sionchu, um, then it's it's actually maybe quite quite an attractive fixture where you you might be getting some points now. Um, having said that, Vardy hasn't scored in absolutely ages, and it seems that Harvey Barnes is the man to have if you're if you're looking for FPL assets for Leicester. So. Um, I think he's one that's tempting everyone because he's quite a good price as well. And certainly against an obliging Norwich defence, he might be um, a good one to have. Um, 
That said, Norwich are at home, so I, I still think that they um, have a chance of at least getting some goals and maybe maybe even a result um, because uh, I think they play a bit better at home and they'll, they'll certainly be going for it. Um, so you never know with Puki or with Cantwell, uh, players like that, where they, they might get might get some points. So I think it could be entertaining one, entertaining on Friday night. Yeah, I've been holding Vardy for five or six game weeks just for this fixture. So if he <laughs> blanks in this, I'm going to be very upset. Well, he appears to yeah, not I was gonna... be having shots at the moment. So that's what makes me slightly worried that he, he doesn't even have a shot in a single 90-minute game. Yeah, well, I think he did look back to something close to his best against City. He had one that hit the post, which looked very, very close. And yeah, as, as I say, I think it's not just this game. He's got Villa... And then Watford, then Brighton coming up after after Norwich. So I was going to say, is is Vardy suddenly going to be back back in fashion to use Matt's um, Matt's normal term? Uh, well, yeah, I mean may, maybe. I think he, he surely he's got to score in this one before players start flocking back to him. Because um, if you're a non-Vardy owner, I think the temp- as tempting as the fixtures are, uh, he's still a player who's quite off form. Yeah, I noticed his price has gone down from ten point one a few weeks ago to nine point seven. So, so yeah, he is if he is there if if you are trying to ship out someone like an Obama Yang or a De Bruyne. But as we say, I think I think your guys well, you've already you've both already got him, so you wouldn't be doing that anyway. But it, he is an option. But yeah, as you say, Harvey Barnes at six million is uh, is a cheaper option as well. Yeah, yeah. I think if you don't have Leicester assets, he's also quite a difficult price point to get into your team. So if your team's not already built around um, having him in, then um, it can be difficult to do it in one or two transfers. Yeah. OK, then. So we, we, we're seeing, a, we're seeing a lots, lots of Leicester goals in that one. Um, on to a game which might have a few less goals, Brighton versus Palace. Um, ben, what do you reckon to this one? So this has been a popular fixture for us to preview uh, the Avian Derby. I was actually looking at the the previous results, um, expecting there to be some nil nils in there. But last three fixtures have been uh, one or two one three one, all to Brighton. Surprisingly, so who knows? And maybe there'll be um, goals in this one again. The the only things I really noticed that I thought were interesting were Mo, Mope is back. So he started again after being dropped for a while and, and got nine points. Um, don't recommend him because Brighton's fixtures are quite difficult um, after this Palace game. Um, after this Palace game, they have Wolves away, Arsenal, Leicester, Man United. So I don't think Brighton assets are that interesting uh, Palace-wise, also didn't have anything too interesting, apart from one player I wanted to call out, who I think is a favourite of yours, Gary, uh, Patrick Van Arnholt at 5.5 million, with a massive 15-point haul against Newcastle. Um, and Palace's next three fixtures aren't terrible. I mean, Brighton, Watford, Bournemouth, um, but then kind of mixed after that. So if, maybe if you wanted a really... Punty punt, you could go Van Arnholt. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think it may be another tight game, maybe another one all or something like that. Yeah, I've I've dabbled with Van Arnholt in the past. I, I think he's got a he's got quite a good record of scoring against relegated teams. So 
he's a good one to have if Palace have a. Uh, I guess Newcastle aren't quite in that category, but the the, the kind of the soft soft looking games is where the ones where he se- he seems to step up. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It's a, I think it's a tough one for both teams. I, I guess the big the bigger question is: Bright, Will Brighton ever win a game in twenty twenty? I think I think they're one of the only teams now. Now Palace got that win. They're, they're one of the only teams in England not to have won a game this year. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll need Malpai firing for that. Oh, the only thing other thing I noticed in the Palace game was Benteke is awful. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> believe how bad he is. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was a chance he missed where it like the shape of his body. I, I swear there was no way he could have scored. The, 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 the kind of the cross was kind of on target, and the sort of header he did was kind of like blocking it and putting it out to the side. Um, yeah, he, he. I mean, he scored last week, but I don't think. Uh, um, yeah, he se- he seems to be all over the place still. It's remarkable that he gets. He's a Premier League striker that gets paid to be a Premier League striker, given he scores so few goals. It's a, it's a remarkable career he's had. And, and an international striker, I think he still makes the Belgium squad. <laughs> Limey. Yeah, well, I've seen a little bit of Conor Wickham these last few weeks, now on loan at Wednesday. So that's some of the competition Benteke had. And... I, I can kind of see why I can see a little bit more why Benteke's playing. <laughs> like Wickham just looks like he's kind of turned into a bit of like a nightclub bouncer sort of physique. He doesn't seem to be able to move around the pitch anymore. So, um, yeah, at least Benteke can still run. I think he just just can't shoot on target. Right. Um, up next is me with Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Um, uh, so a bit like Ben, I was looking at these last previous results and a bit to my surprise, uh, I saw that Bournemouth won this one at Stamford Bridge, 1-0. And then last year, they actually won this one 4-0. Um, so if ever they needed a, a, a game against a team that they, they like to beat, then it's now because Bournemouth are really struggling. Um, and they've got some pretty, pretty tough-looking fixtures coming up. Um, their next three away games, Bournemouth, are Liverpool, Wolves and Man United. So I think they'll really be targeting this and their next couple of home games, which are Palace and Newcastle, um, as their their route to survival. They need to get at least six points, I'd say, from those uh, next next three home games, maybe even more. Um, so it comes down to whether you want to go with some of the old favourites like Harry Wilson at 5.8, Callum Wilson 7.4, or Josh King, 6.1. I think King scored twice in that 4-0. So he does have form against Chelsea. Um, yeah, but it's a tough one, I think. Particularly as Chelsea have scored so many goals away from home this season. Um, and yeah, from, on the Chelsea side of it, um, it looked like Abraham had just got back to fitness. He came on for the last 10 minutes uh, for Giroud. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't bank on Giroud playing much more. Lampard doesn't seem to like him very much. Um, the other player I'd flag was was the one <laughs> the one I mentioned earlier, um, uh, Alonso, uh, having having pers- having given advice to kind of take him out of the team. I looked at how he's been doing this season. His his last six games, he's actually gone five, five, fourteen, six, eleven, eight. He's kind of scoring three goals and getting a lot of clean sheets. So he's actually doing really well, but he just keeps getting dropped for kind of five, six-week runs. There's like two spells out of the team in that that run. 
if if he's going to play, he's he seems to be like guaranteed points at the moment. So um, so yeah, maybe Alonso uh, might be a, at six million. He's kind of pricey for a defender, but I mean those returns he's been getting are kind of Robertson, Trent's kind of standard returns. So um, could be an interesting one. Any other thoughts on this game? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's it. Perfect. And so on to Newcastle Burnley. So will, will anything happen in this game, Matt? Um, well, yeah, just looking at their past form, um, I, I'd, have, I'd have thought in theory that Newcastle would be favourites for this, but actually Burnley are on a bit of form at the moment, um, despite having an injured strike force. But uh, Jay Rodriguez is stepping up to the plate. So uh, it, it makes me think about a couple of weeks ago when we were debating our hive mind and how maybe we go for the desperate J J Rod transfer because it's the only only guy we could afford because he's about five point six five point seven million, um, and uh, yeah, he came up with a goal and he it looks like he might be um, might be worth picking. Um, but yeah, I think a more regular FPL picks at the moment have been um, Newcastle defenders because they're nice and cheap and they got a clean sheet recently. But they certainly had a pretty disappointing result against Crystal Palace, uh, losing that one nil. Um, and then Burnley, uh, Nick Pope in goal is popular with many, many fantasy managers, and he got a really good nine-point um, score this week. So uh, both defenders on both sides, will be, uh, well, FPL managers, I guess, will be hoping for clean sheets on both sides in this one. And uh, I don't have players from either team at the moment, so uh, I have almost zero interest in this match. Uh, but there we go. I, I won't be watching it, but uh, I, I think it could be quite a close one. Yeah, I, I guess it'll be probably the, the usual Newcastle five at the back and uh, keep it tight. So, um, so yeah, it's looking like the defenders um, are the ones to look out for. I guess one of the shout out from Burnley is uh, Vidra, who scored a lot of goals in the Championship. I think for Watford, but um, he's been pretty useless in the Premier League. But he's he's popped up with two in the last two, I think now, and he's at five point three. Um, so is he one that might tempt you at all, Matt? Uh... No, not really. Uh, I think there's quite a good... I think in, in striker terms, with Ings and Calvert-Lewin and the £6 million-ish mark, uh, you've got fairly good priced uh, uh, strikers. If you want to go lower into the fives, then, um, yeah, Vidra's on form at the moment, but that he, he's priced at that price for a reason because he's never done it at the Premier League uh, in, in the past history. So I, I don't know if that's a run that will keep going. And certainly if Barnes or Wood get fit again, then... I think he's back out the team again. Um, so, yeah, n- not for me. But certainly for this game as a one-week punt, there'll be lots of crosses just chucked into the box and, and uh, it could be quite a scrappy affair. OK, good stuff. Right then, well, let's move on to West Ham, Southampton. Uh, and this is one for Ben. Ben, do you, do you think West Ham are going to get out of their kind of relegation mire? Is, it, is this the game for them? So, we're potting before... West Ham Liverpool, so <clears throat> interested to see how that game goes. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting it to be a thrashing, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I was looking at past fixtures. West Ham are actually used to winning this this game, so they've won the last three um, fixtures against Southampton: one nil, three one, two one. But definitely form wise, would suggest Southampton um, would be favourites. Um, I have Stevens in my team who returned a clean sheet, and I think a lot of people have um, McCarthy in goal. 
So maybe this could also be another good shout for clean sheet. Um, but based on where West Ham are in the in the table, you, you feel like they would really need to to win this game. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be, I guess it'll be scrappy. Um, and maybe a, a score draw is my prediction. Um, but I'm not really interested in too many assets from West Ham. Um, and I think if, you, if you're holding on to Southampton assets like Danny Ings or some Southampton defenders, then um, this is probably a decent, a decent game to keep them. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um, are, you, are you one of the players with Ings? Because he's kind of gone a little bit quiet, but this, this kind of game away at West Ham, he seems to be scoring a few more away from home. So would, would, you, would you be sticking with Ings for this one? Yeah, so I, I still have Danny Ings. He's, he's kind of gone off the boil. Um, but when I look at West Ham away, then Newcastle at home, uh, then Norwich away, I kind of feel like I want to keep him for that, for that run. And one other player just to shout out, I don't know, I think he made his debut at uh, Man City, is um, Jared Bowen for West Ham. Um, so he's at 6.5. Now, I don't think he's going to be the saviour for West Ham, but he had a cracking goal-scoring record in the Championship for Hull and not a particularly good team. Um, so, yeah, I guess keep an eye on him. If he, if he starts playing, he might be there. The answer to West Ham's prayers, who knows? We both witnessed them score, didn't we, Gary? Uh... Uh, yes, we did. Um, so I think it must have been one of his last goals for Hull. Uh, they, uh, they, beat, uh, they beat Wednesday 1-0 at Hillsborough. So, um, I, yeah, I, what can I, I say? I have to admit, I, wasn't, I thought if his goal-scoring record, this could be like oh, a future Premier League star. Let's, let's have a look at him in, in the flesh. And uh, he was completely invisible for the entire match up until one cross, which he put in the back of the net. So... Either he's one of those strikers that just sort of disappears and then suddenly pops up with a goal, or he's one of those players that was on good form in the championship and then just disappears at Premier League level. We shall see. I, I think, yeah, I think he's more of he's kind of one of those he's kind of one of those wingers that just scores goals that a bit like um, well, kind of Cahill did this for years for Everton or arrived in the box or there was like Malbrank for Fulham or one or two others that they don't seem to have much about their game and then suddenly they'll just score a goal yeah um, yeah all about positioning yeah so um, so yeah maybe it's 6.5 is worth a go but I'd, I will be holding off on him for now even, even having seen his goal at Hillsborough <laughs> um, so next up is Watford versus Liverpool uh, so I'll I'll kind of give a bit of an introduction to this one. Um, I was looking at this. I mean, I guess pretty much every team at the moment are getting battered by Liverpool, but Watford been particularly bad in recent years. The the last four games um, have been five nil, three nil, five nil, two nil, all to Liverpool. Uh, only one of those is away from home, but that was a three nil. Uh, and in those four games. Mo Salah scored seven of the goals, um, including four in one of the 5-0 wins a couple of years back. Um, so, yeah, I, I think everything for this one points to another another Liverpool win. Um, that Their fixtures aren't too... The fixture pile-up isn't really affecting them yet. They, they've got, obviously, West Ham on Monday. Then they have five days to this game on the Saturday. 
then they're away at Chelsea in the FA Cup on the Tuesday. Um, but if, from what we've seen from Klopp, I think the FA Cup game is the one where he's going to look to rotate. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd expect a fairly strong Liverpool team for this game. Um, the only player who won't be playing, I think, is uh, Jordan Henderson, who's been ruled out for three weeks. Um, but basically, when we're talking about Liverpool players in, in fantasy football terms, you, you've got your big five. You've got Salah, Trent, Mane, Van Dijk and Robertson. Um, and I think nearly all the, the teams have got two or most probably three of those. Um, so it's it's really about who who you pick and who you put in from that from that group, I'd suggest. Um, my interest here is that I've I've stuck with Mane through his injury. And I'm hoping after being subbed off at half-time in the um, the game in Madrid, he's going to be fired up, not just for, for West Ham tomorrow as my captain, um, but then maybe for Watford as well. I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to have a bit of a response. Um, but yeah, what, what do others think about Liverpool? Um, I think you're, you're all three Liverpool as well, aren't you? Yeah, I think the, it is that debating point about do you double up in attack or defence and... Uh... It's certainly in recent weeks, I think defence has been winning it um, because it's it's never been Mane and Salah at the same time or Firmino at the same time all scoring. But um, you, you never know; it might that might might switch of a game like this where there could be loads of goals. Um, so yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Yeah, and just to say from a Watford point of view, I'd uh, I'd give them a break for uh, this week and maybe reassess next week. Um, Right then, shall we move on to Everton Man United? Um so Matt, um you were kind of hailing Bruno Fernandes earlier. What what do you expect from him and the rest of the Man United team on um, uh, Sunday? Well, I find Man United so hard to predict at the moment. I mean we seem to be usually good against the good teams and then bad against the bad teams. But then we did beat Watford quite well today, so uh maybe that's not always the not always the case. But um Certainly a fixture away at Everton, uh, and Everton have been on really good form this year, um, is pretty tough. And we've got Europa League midweek as well. Um, and Oli doesn't really have that many assets to rotate. And we've got a one-all draw to try and beat Club Bruges with. So he might have to play a few of his, uh, well, quite a few, I think he'll end up playing quite a few of his first teamers in that oh. game. So there's a slight risk of fatigue setting in as well. So all of this points rather glumly that uh, Everton might be uh, on for a bit of a result um, and this sort of speaks to the debate we're just going to say about having Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison where um, their fixtures for Everton are pretty difficult at the moment but each individual fixture you look at you're thinking Everton they, they could definitely score some goals in that one and they've got uh, yeah two goals today against Arsenal um, so if you still I mean they might have lost but they've got attacking assets and you You've got Charleston or Calvert-Lewin, you don't really care because they've got points for you. Um, this could be a similar-ish game where they don't, they might not even win, but they might still uh, be good for a goal or two because Man United's defence is a bit shonky. Um, but yeah, Bruno Fernandes, uh, only three games in to his FPL career, but he's looking like quite a good pick. And Martial, with players starting to come back from injuries, looked like he'd getting a bit of support. So he's uh, also on goal-scoring run, so... Good attacking assets on both sides. Uh, I wouldn't be going near the defences, though. Although you've got uh, Wan Bissaka, haven't you, Gary? He's been doing quite well for you. Yeah, one. I, I like I like Wan Bissaka because he he's a bit of a tackling machine, so he he often gets bonus points as well. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of a little bit stuffed at the moment because I think I've got the same dilemma that Man United have got after this Everton game, which, as you say, doesn't look that easy. They've, they've got Man City at home, Spurs away. Um, but I think the simple fact that I've got four players who aren't playing uh, means that I'm going to stick with Wan-Bissaka just because I can't really afford to transfer him out. And, and when, as you saw with the Chelsea, the, the Man U win at Chelsea, if Man U do get a backs-to-the-wall kind of win away from home, like Wan-Bissaka usually gets the bonus points because he, he puts in so many tackles. Yeah, he, he's a bonus point machine, isn't he? Because of his tackles. Uh, he's quite a nice player. To, he's quite, uh, yeah, I think he's maybe a touch pricey given that Man you don't keep many clean sheets. But when they do, he's, he's, he's usually scoring big. Um, so he's, he's an intriguing asset. But uh, as I say, yeah, Bruno Fernandes and Martial seem to both, both scoring very well at the moment, um, as are Calvert Lewin and Richarlison for Everton. Yeah, and. Um... Ben, well, whereas me and Matt both uh, subbed Martial out a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were rewarded with an, a really nice goal he scored today, chipping, kind of slaloming between a couple of players and chipping it in. So um, you must be pretty chuffed with Martial. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wasn't loving him in my team, but just had other things to, to take care of. So I kind of just stuck with him and now it looks like a good move. Um, I will say I watched the, the Everton-Arsenal game today and I thought Everton were really unlucky not to get a draw. They created a lot of chances and then when they brought on uh, Andre Gomez, they looked a lot better. So um, I'm a little bit fearful of them um, as a United fan. Although I'm surprised no one has mentioned um, our pod favourite, Scott McTominay, came back today for a little 10-minute cameo. So I think having him back hopefully yeah. will will make us more solid as well. So it uh, should be interesting. Yeah, we don't need his goals anymore, but he, he could actually be the useful rock of a defensive asset uh, sitting in midfield. Uh, Scott McTominay, what a legend. OK, so McTominay captaincy for uh, for Ben and Matt then for this one, I can see. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll move on to the last game of the week, which is Spurs versus Wolves. Um, ben, what do you reckon to this one? So, I think Spurs don't look good. Uh, they didn't look good against Chelsea. Um, obviously, they don't have any uh, fit strikers. So, Kane is out. Uh, Son is out. And I think Mourinho isn't, isn't too impressed with Deli Ali's form. So, he kind of dropped Deli. Um, Wolves, on the other hand, looking very good. Um, another 3-0 win. Um, they destroyed Espanyol in the Europa League. Um, and, you know, Diego Jota is the guy in form. 6.1, 13 points today. I've been contemplating Diego Jota. Um, the problem is, like, maybe for, like, a Danny Ings. But uh, Ings's fixtures are good. Um, I think the, the only other thing I wanted to call out is I, I have... Um, Traore, I think a lot of players do as well. And he does appear to be more heavily rotated, um, especially with Europa League. He's kind of starting in the Europa League and, and maybe not starting in the Premier League. I don't know if that is a, a lingering issue with uh, that, that shoulder injury he sustained against United a couple of weeks ago. Um, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, the only issue I have is there isn't really anyone good at Traore's price, so you either have to go up and save elsewhere or just uh, maybe go to someone super cheap. 
Um, my guess is he will play against Tottenham, though, because I think um, they like playing him against some of the bigger teams because of his kind of like pace um, and his ability to kind of like change the game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have Traore? Are you thinking of shipping him out? I've yeah, got I... Traore. Yeah, I've, I've got him too. Yeah. Um, I'd, what what I'd say on Traore is just that yeah, I, you almost want a hotter Traore composite player. Like an easy game at home, you want hotter. Um, and a, a tough game against a big team, you want Traore because he he suddenly has a bit more space to kind of run at people. So. So my, my plan is to stick with him for Spurs away and then get rid of him. Uh, I don't know what, what you're thinking, Matt. Yeah, so I put him in a couple of weeks ago and I did a, a three-point... Um, oh, sorry, I did a three-transfer uh, for a four-point hit just to get to build my team to get Son in, who then probably got injured. But uh, Traore was one of those guys that got in and he's, yeah, he's only played a couple of minutes and one point, uh, a single point each game week since. So he's been a bit of a disappointment so far, but... I think you've got to give him a bit of a run, a longer run. I mean, he did dis- dislocate his shoulder, so there might be a bit of easing him back in. But he was—he uh, certainly looked very good at certain points this season. And Spurs, who are in a bit of disarray, uh, could be a really good fixture for him. A couple of other just quick questions on this game. Um, so maybe sticking with Wolves first. Um, ben, you, you mentioned Patricio, and you've also got Willy Bolly already in your team. Um, and looking I at the upcoming fixtures, oh, you you don't you got rid of him already? Oh, no, right. I never I never brought him in, but I wanted to. I went ah, with uh, right. I went with Jack Stevens instead. Ah, okay, well, yeah, I was looking at Wolves' fixtures, kind of Brighton at home after this one, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, Villa away. Is it kind of time to to look at the Wolves' defense um, for the for the running? Yeah, I think um, Patricio, I think is a good shout. Bolly, we've talked about before because he's a bit cheaper. I know some people are thinking about Matt Doherty. Um, he, I think he got an assist today. Um, the the only thing against him is his price because you know he was a bit of a legend last season where he scored so many points at. I, I forget what he was he four point five last season or maybe five. Um, but now he's now he's firmly six point one million, which is was pretty pricey. Yeah, no, I think um, I think he's he's probably a bit pricey, but he is he is still their top point scorer, isn't he? I see he's got ninety eight points, so um, yeah, he's a good one to to consider. Um, yeah, and I've I'd, I mean I've got a cheeky shout out for Roman Seiss, who I've I've got in my team, and he's been doing quite well lately as well. Four point four is. Uh, is a is a cut price one, and the only risk with him, I guess, is he might not always make the starting eleven. Um, okay, and second question was, kind of Spurs are struggling at the moment, but they have this kind of sweet spot of at the moment they got two midfielders in Lucas Mora, and um, I'm not quite sure how to say the, the new player Bo Bogwine. Uh, we'll call him Stephen for now. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of two two midfielders, seven point one, seven point five. Playing up front, uh, are they uh, are they worth a punt? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to use a classic Duncan phrase where um, Spurs aren't in a good moment right now. Like they're just, you know, they're just not playing well. I think the camp is not happy. Mourinho's, you know, complaining a lot. 
Um, so I would need to see more out of them before I, I was tempted. You know, Wolves at home, Burnley away, United at home. Not the easiest fixtures either. Um, so, yeah, I think I think maybe got to give it more time to see if, if some of uh, their midfielders um, can step up and actually play that kind of striker role. Yeah, OK, wait and see on Spurs then. OK, um, so that's that kind of completes our preview for the for the eight fixtures this week. Um, obviously, we're looking a bit more closely at these because because of those two blank uh, blank fixtures. Um, and to round up, so now we've got our whipping boys and clean sheets from the from the game. So first up, whipping boys. Who who do you expect to get a tonking, Matt? Matt? Um, I think surely Watford's the uh, number one candidate there because Liverpool by far the best team. Uh, that have a fixture this game week. Any arguments with that, Ben? No, definitely not. After hearing all those stats you reeled off, Gary, <laughs> now, now I'm even more convinced. Yeah, I, I guess my my only slight reluctance is that Liverpool have had a knack of winning away games just by the odd goal this year. So I, I, I'll agree with you that we that Watford are going into the whipping boys category, but maybe a a cheeky eye on Norwich as well at home to Leicester, just in case they try and chase the game and it goes hor- horribly wrong for them. Okay, and clean sheets. Um, so, Ben, what, what do you reckon for a clean sheet? I think I'll go Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put it out there. <laughs> I don't even look at the fixture anymore. I just say Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, any advance on Liverpool? Mm, I think, I think the Brighton Palace game has got low low scoring written all over it. So I, I'll, I'll go Brighton. Okay, and I'm going to back on Newcastle, keeping their clean sheet uh, form at home going. They're kind of five four one, all hands to the pump, repelling all the all the McNeil crosses from Burnley and uh, keeping Vidra quiet. So I think Newcastle might get a clean sheet. Any more clean sheets, Ben? What do you reckon? I think Leicester could potentially keep a clean sheet, even though Todd Cantwell will be playing for me. <laughs> um, I think they they've got a, a decent shout. Yeah, they could. They it seems to be with Leicester uh, with Norwich. If you if you can stop Cantwell and Pookie, uh, the rest of them don't seem to to do much. Uh, so yeah, uh, Matt. Any more clean sheets for you? Um, I mean, the only one I'd look at is uh, going back to my same fixture. I reckon Palace also have a chance of getting a, a clean sheet against Brighton just because they're such a defensive side, Palace, and so therefore they make it difficult. OK, so Ben reckoned goals in Brighton Palace. Matt thinks clean sheets all right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see who wins on that. Right then. Um, OK, then. So it's time now to look at our um, Fantasy Football Fanatics League. And, well, I think this is a, this is a special moment for uh, Ben. So uh, we, we've chosen Ben to lead this section and uh, he can explain a little bit more about why uh, just now. I think a special moment for the whole pod, really. Um, <laughs> so we normally go through our top five in our uh, podcast league. And I am now first. 
um, on incredible on, on uh, <laughs> 1604 points. So I'm actually that for reference is around uh, 10,000th overall rank. So not bad. Um, I'm not really sure how I've managed to do it. I think that my Obama Yang transfer a couple of weeks ago has, has paid off. Um, so I'm pretty happy. Um, second is Harry Quinn, who I've, I've displaced. Uh, John Hartapi is third. Uh, Rui de Oliveira is fourth. And Bev Ciel is fifth. Um, I think also I want to give a shout out to Matt because I think Matt's been applying the pressure a lot in our um, own personal league. And I think has made me like up my game to really uh, drive me to the top. So thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm so pleased I've helped you achieve this milestone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it should be worth it, it's worth mentioning as well. We should give Matt a shout out. He's now squeezed up into joint seventh in the league, and Duncan is is just by a point in the top ten as well in tenth. So after a slow start, I think the Podders have kind of been regaining a bit of pride in this league. We, we've got we've got about a hundred players in the league, so so three in the top ten isn't too bad. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, so top scorers this week. Um, Walter Merkin, Merkin um, on 58 points. So a uh, big score for him this week. Uh, interestingly, went for bench boost. Um, so his bench boost was uh, McCarthy with seven points, Fleck, O'Connell, Williams. Um, so 11 points from bench boost. Um, maybe would be a little disappointed in that, but I think his first team is looking good in terms of uh, he had the Burnley double up, which you don't see many uh, players have. So Nick Pope with nine points, um, Taylor with six points. Um, and then, like myself, also has a Obama Yang and has Salah captain. So um, good score from him. Um, shout out to our second highest scorer this game week, fellow Potter Andy with 52 points. Um, he's another person on the Fernandez train. Um, who returned 14 points, also is Nick Pope, and has kind of stuck, actually not stuck with Richarlison. I think Andy very um, controversially has brought in Richarlison this week in, in time for his tough fixture run, but it seems to be paying off. Um, although he did bring him in for Maris, who scored. Uh, low scorers this week. Um, lowest score right now is Kweku Kwaki on 10 points. Um, bit of a shocker. <laughs> Ouch. Youngman <laughs> um, Son not playing. And then I think like a lot of fellow Aguero owners, desperately unlucky in terms of um, that missed penalty. Um, so zero points from Aguero. Um, he has uh, two at the back from Sheffield United who uh, conceded. I think Duncan also has that strategy. So I, I'm... I always get very happy when I see uh, Sheffield United concede these days. Um, he does have Mane as captain, so maybe he, he can pull him out of the hole. Um, and then another sh- another shout-out for terrible score this week is um, our joint team with 16 points, um, which I think we'll get on to later. Um, we wildcarded a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I have not been doing very well since then. 
And yeah, that's about it. Oh dear. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's still not too late. If anyone wants to join the league and pit pit their wits up against Ben, Matt, and and Duncan, and everyone else in our league, so the the league code um, is K zero seven O O F. Um, so yeah, you're still welcome to to join the league and and pit your minds up against the top. Can can Ben be caught? Is he gonna is he gonna hold on to this lead or is this just a fleeting moment of glory? We'll we'll find out soon. Panic, Ben, panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then, so on to the joint team. So um, I think Matt, like like myself, you were tearing our hair out uh, on a previous pod, listening to some of the the choices that were made. So we're gonna let you kind of try and come in Sam Allardyce style and do a uh, repair job, or at least suggest the. The start of a repair job. So, what 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 are you thinking, Matt? Yeah, well, I mean, just to quickly review our game week so far, <laughs> with a, a lowly six points, uh, we uh, the only player who's done anything of sort of note is Mares, but um, Mares now doesn't have a fixture, and uh, he, yeah, he, he's been in and out of the side. So since putting him in, we uh, uh, last week he, he then got dropped and didn't play at all. Uh, we also have Son also now stinking up our side, so uh, probably some urgent surgery there of a ten million pound player who's not going to play for the rest of the season. Um, so and Aguero up front, who uh, who yeah he got zero points because he missed a penalty. So it's all looking a bit grim for uh, for our hive mind team. And uh, the the one the one thing we can at least console console ourselves with is that we've got a bonus transfer because uh, the the podders decided to save it last week because uh, they were so content with the the way it was looking. So uh, we can um, maybe fo- I, I'd suggest uh, players to focus on being Son number one. Uh, maybe uh, maybe get rid of Mares because we do have uh, triple Sheffield United at the back uh, and two Man City assets. So I think that means that we'd need to make some inroads on that. Otherwise, we can't play a full eleven next week. Uh, yeah, I was I, I was tearing my hair out at the triple Sheffield United um, choice a couple of weeks ago, obviously, and um, yeah, especially with them not having a fixture, and and they didn't actually keep a clean sheet in either of their two home games that um, they've been targeting. So so yeah, I, I reckon we should try and change one of those if we can. But yeah, I think Son and Mares are certainly pricey, so we could get someone good in for that money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we're tripled up on Liverpool assets. Uh, so the so the next next players down, I'd suggest, really are probably the Fernandez with Charlesons that we've been we've been talking about just now around the eight million pound mark. Um, and then, other than that, uh, yeah, do we want to back the Leicester train and Harvey Barnes? Uh, that'd be my other suggestion potentially. Uh, or, or Gary, I, I know you're really keen to start like watering down the number of Sheffield United players we have in our hive mind team. So, so maybe we could uh, use some of the saved cash from selling Son to uh, to get a decent defender in. Um, what, what do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I kind of agree with all those points. I think I would definitely do. I was there actually are kind of like a lack of premiums now in midfield. I think just actually just in general in the game. So there aren't actually that many choices. Um, so I think Fernandez is definitely a good one. Um, so I would definitely do Son or Morris and Fernandez. 
Other, apart from that, I can't really think of any other kind of genius transfers. Yeah. Um, the only other player I didn't mention because we all have him and so we didn't even think about him is uh, we did ditch uh, De Boina. So maybe it seems weird to get him in in a blank, blank week, but we could maybe have a plan to get him in by saving some cash somewhere. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I'm wondering if, if we should go for Barnes as the second midfielder to bring in then just for Leicester at, at Norwich. I mean, we we do have the money, I think. We could go for Madison if we wanted to. We have got we can afford him. Um, I mean, maybe Madison will be a bit of a safer bet because Barnes doesn't always play. Uh, but you look at their form, Madison. I mean, I sold him recently because he's just on... He's not been doing anything for quite a while. Um, so I'd say Barnes is the better better pick Uh so, yeah, my, my vote, because uh, we've got to make a choice, uh, my vote goes for Fernandez and Barnes at the moment. Uh, and that Barnes cash then means we could maybe get a De Bruyne or a yeah, premium asset elsewhere in, um, in, in the week after. Should, should, we, um, should we do a third transfer for one of the, defend, one of the Sheffield United defenders? Just because I know it'll cost us four points, but if, if they're going to get a clean sheet, then it'd still be worth it. Well, would it though? I mean, if they get if it costs us four points and they get a clean sheet, then they've just got us two points. Yeah, so that that'd be two points gained because we're we're not going to get a full eleven out this week, are we on the on the field? Uh, if we make two transfers th- in midfield, do we not? Are we not okay? We've we've still got three Sheffield United and Aguero. Um, so is that? I think we could play three oh, at the yeah. back, uh, and we could play McCarthy in goal because one of our Sheffield United is Henderson in goal, uh, and then I think we'd we'd have to drop Aguero, obviously. But then, oh, Wood Wood is Wood's injured actually, isn't he? So that might not work. Hayden didn't play against Palace either. Who <laughs> 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 played Hayden? Why why have we got Hayden? <laughs> he's a defensive midfielder, right? Uh, oh, he's I also. Very cheap, I think, is his main feature. Yeah, 4.3. This team is a disaster. (laughs) And Traore is not exactly racking up the minutes at the moment either. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, double Newcastle, Lascelles and Hayden will will be to the fore. Oh, at least least Newcastle at home to Burnley, so it might might work. But but you're right, Uh, though. On the back of that, maybe you're right that a four-point hit, given how many uh, assets we don't like in this current team, uh, might might be worth it. Um, what defender would you recommend, though? Um, so we we said for clean sheets, what was it? Liverpool, Brighton, Newcastle, Leicester, and Palace. Um, I mean, I'd still be tempted by Wolves, someone like a Bolly. Um, but yeah, if if Brighton, if if we do think Brighton are going to get a clean sheet at home to Palace, then then Lewis Dunk might be a trusty trusty guy to bring in. No, the problem with Brighton is after this, their fixtures are terrible. So, what about another? What about another Leicester then? Because they've, as I say, their fixtures are turning. You can still get Soyuncu for five million, or or Johnny Evans for five point two. Always like Johnny Evans. Yeah. Although, hang on. If I just do it quickly, uh, we might have some money in the bank if we want to go for one of the premium Pereira or Chilwells too. This will impact your ability to get in De Bruyne, though, right? Later that, on. That is true. That is true. Um, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. Although I, I feel like we've kind of made our decision that 
Well, someone made the decision to go Aguero over De Bruyne, so <laughs> maybe we just have to stick with that. Yeah. Let's. So, Egan or Connell, which one do we not like? Uh, would like the least. Um. So O'Connell's four point seven million, and he's got ninety points so far this season. Egan is four point six million. And he's got 88 points. Maybe as Egan is 0.1 cheaper. They both play. Maybe get rid of O'Connell. Okay. So if we remove O'Connell, then what? Willy Bolly or Sice? Um, if if we want to go Wolves, I was my only other thought was Leicester. Um, or yeah, or, or we could go yeah at the Sionchu end rather than the Chilwell Pereira end. What do you reckon, Ben? Um, I don't. I I would go the Sionchu end. I basically just want us to have money to have flexibility later on, because I think we'll yeah. need, we'll need that money because this team is just a mess, and it it basically one transfer window is not going to fix. We're like Man United. One transfer window is not going to fix this. It's going to take multiple. <laughs> shall, it's, just, it's been two weeks after our wealth. <laughs> shall, shall we go with Bolly then? Because he's a bit cheaper. And I, I know they're away at Spurs, but he's got some good fixtures after that. Um, and we've got no guarantees that Leicester are, are going to keep a clean sheet at Norwich. Yeah, I'm yeah, fine with Bolly. He's a season keeper yeah, as well. Bolly's a, se- I think yeah. Bolly's, Bolly's a good one. Invest in the future. All right. And that leaves us a mere 4.5 million in the bank as well for uh, for next week. So that's certainly something to play with. Uh, we can maybe upgrade Hayden to a player that uh, actually makes the first eleven. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be the dream. <laughs> All right, all decided. Yep. Okay, make transfers. Confirm. Okay. Well, that's okay. A... So we. Need... That, Just that... need to pick pick captains for this week. Uh, are we all okay with Salah? Yep, I think Salah is the the obvious choice. And uh, I assume that we want Bolly playing instead of uh, Hayden or Wood. Although we could go Wood because he might recover from injury. Yeah, I think. In fact, if... we have to go Wood. Sorry. Yeah, if Wood uh... if Wood um, if Wood plays, then he'll be more likely to pick up points. I think. Okay. Uh, in which case, we're all sorted. Four four two. Wood in the team, hoping he plays against Newcastle. Um, and if he doesn't, then uh, let's hope that Hayden gets a, a run out. Okay, good stuff. Well, like, exciting times. Uh, that might be the first ever triple transfer we've done on the uh, the Hive Mind team. Um, yeah, if anyone has any um, thoughts or comments or wants to say anything to the pod, then you can tweet us at. FPL FF Fanatics um, and also you're more than welcome to rate and review us um, you're particularly welcome to rate and review us under the name of your favourite uh, fantasy football player or indeed if you are a fantasy football uh, if you are an actual professional player listening to the podcast like John Lundstrom or any other um, any other players out there we'd love to hear from you so uh, please leave us a very favourable review and we can uh, we'll be more than happy to shout out any any players out there um, so, any final any final thoughts, uh, Ben or Matt? No, other than that, I I feel like 
I take partial responsibility for how bad this joint team is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 can. I think we're we're diving down the FPL table now, aren't we? We're we're in sixty uh, something position, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's not looking good. Um, so maybe we can recover some pride. Yeah, sixty second in the the hive mind league now. Um, but who knows? But there's still there's still a few a few weeks to go. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks very much, Ben, for for your contribution, and Matt, thanks very much to you as well. Cheers, Gary. And uh, yeah, well, we'll see we'll see how Liverpool go on Monday, and then looking forward to hearing uh, from the from game week twenty eight and the the first of the many um, double or partial game weeks. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll be in touch with the next podcast next week. Goodbye.